0: On SCNSA, welcome to The Sandful Show. Fierce rivalries. Nothing beats the Host Plus Sandful League.
1: Yes, great to be with you. The Sandful Show is back. Jason Regan in the hot seat today. Jared Walsh away on a well-earned break. Dan
2: Menzel is with us, though. He doesn't get a break. How are you, mate? I'm good, Riggs. It's good to have you. And you're right. Well, she's uh, had a very busy season. So uh, he's just freshening up leading into the Sandful final. So it's good to have you in the lead chair today. Well, it was more of a question than a statement, let's be honest. Uh, Well earned
1: a break? Yeah, yeah, you know, he's been a busy chap, let's be honest. So over at the Boomers, he was last week checking them out. We know he's been doing plenty of work across the Sandful as well. And uh, the Sandful season is coming to an exciting conclusion what games we had last weekend. And it's a few surprises. I think the first time since 1958 we've had two drawn matches in the one round. Now, I heard somewhere on the Saturday that was the first time since 1901 that happened. That was, that was clearly wrong. I'm going with Paul Bonzer
2: who tells me it's 1958 since it last happened, men's. Yeah, it's 65 years. It's long enough. Yeah. Uh, and we might as well start there with the first game being South Adelaide taking on Port Adelaide. South 15-7, 97. Drew with Port Adelaide, 14-13, 97. So, Port had the five more scoring shots. Probably should have won this game. But uh, a, a good performance from the South who's been scratchy all year. And it's just interesting what that's done to the top five, and we'll get into that a little bit later. But let's move to the West Adelaide and Norwood game, which was also a draw.
1: What about this? So I wonder if uh, Hart's put his leg through a milk crate again after the uh, the result here. They, they came back, they Westies, so they were, came from behind. Uh, as opposed to South Adelaide, who gave up like a 44 point lead, I believe, or something along those lines against Port Adelaide. But um, I'd tell you what, we'll
2: talk to Twig Rawlings about this, but it's another one that's got away from Norwood, and there's been a few of those this season. Yeah, there has. West Adelaide was two goals, 10 at half time. Wow. So you mentioned it, Norwood, one that got away. They were eight goals, 351 to two ten twenty two. So 29 point lead for the Red Legs at half time. We'll get into this game as well uh, when we get to the what I did and didn't like. But, uh, yeah, back-to-back draws, rather incredible in round 17. This one wasn't a draw, but another enthralling finish was Sturt taking on the Adelaide Football Club. Sturt, 13-9-87, defeated by the Adelaide Football Club, 16-7, 103.
1: Believe it or not, that was the blowout of the round. Uh, that's how well we're tracking in the, uh, the Host Plus Sample League at the moment. Uh,
2: that was the biggest margin, I think, of the weekend, or no, was it the, the Glenelg game? It was a Glenelg game, which yeah, is, how about that? You wouldn't have picked that but uh you're right adelaide adelaide is in some sensational form they won six on the trot now and they kicked six goals in the last quarter to one which is ultra impressive at wigan oval away from home against the double blues so they are rolling now how about this matchup this was one of the biggest games of the year it was at prospect oval north adelaide eight goals 10 58 defeated by central districts eight goals 12 60 congratulations to the dogs on a win away from home a massive win Unfortunately, it doesn't mean that it's locked up the top five, though. It means that this weekend's games are going to be so intriguing because there's three teams to fit into the last two spots.
1: That's right. Three into, or three into two doesn't go. Someone's missing out. And who knows? It, it's really wide open now. Port Adelaide will be ruining the fact that they didn't complete their comeback against South Adelaide. North Adelaide ruining the fact that they couldn't get the job done against uh, Central District. And right now, Central are playing on house money. Uh, If they get the job done from here and make finals, they're probably a year ahead of schedule. Yeah, no, they definitely
2: are. Their goal, and we've spoken with players this season, whether it be Harry Grant or Jez McClennan, their goal has been finals all along. So it's been great that they are currently in the top five. Uh, A huge win on the weekend. North will be disappointed. They'll also be confident going into this week's game because they had Campbell Coombe, Alex Spina, and Aaron Young out on the weekend, which are three massive outs and it made it challenging, but they should hopefully get all three back this week. So mm. huge inclusions if they can get those three back. But uh, the last game of the round was the Eagles taking on Glenelg at Woodville at Care Oval, and this was a huge upset. The Eagles 16-8, 104, defeating Glenelg 12-10-82. The Bays had an extra 13 inside 50s in the game, 51-38 to 38 in, uh, 38 inside 50s. To the Bays, but the Eagles far more clinical on the day. Lynn McBean was a late out and a huge win for the Eagles. And we'll chat to Luke Beacon about that later in today's show.
1: Just goes to show you how much of an impact McBean has on their efficiency up forward, Glenelg. He's not kicking goals. He's setting them up or creating a contest and a spill for the likes of Hosey to run past and mop up. But um, this, to me, um, sums up what I've said all year. Um, And I know a former club of yours, Dan, but for me, the Eagles are the most disappointing side of the competition this year because at their best, and we're seeing them here at their best, they can beat anyone. Um, and the fact that the Eagles are not playing finals, they certainly wouldn't have expected that at the start of the year. I don't think uh, some of your teammates, we'll talk to Luke about that, Luke Beacon, uh, a little bit later on. I, I hadn't penciled in in my top three uh, to start the season, so very
2: disappointing, I think, for the Eagles and their supporters that they're not playing in the finals this season. Yeah, no, it certainly is. Uh, they've been disappointed. As have South Adelaide this season. Uh, no, a bit Mate, of house money off the back of uh, a premiership. But if we take a quick look at that ladder, yeah. So Glenelg sits outright on top with fourteen wins and three losses. Now. With a loss on the weekend, it means that they haven't quite shored up the minor premiership. Minor premiership, top of the table at the end of the home and away season, but it also means you get the first week off. So it is a great uh, pathway through to the grand final. Now, they need to win this week because if they don't, Adelaide will jump ahead of them on percentage provided that the Crows can get the job done. So Glenelg on top, the Crows again back and stir in equal second there as well. Then we jump down to Port Adelaide in fourth. They are eight wins, one draw, and eight losses. Then we have Centrals in fifth on eight wins and nine losses, and North Adelaide in sixth on eight wins and nine losses. So it is so intriguing how this weekend's going to play out. The difference between Centrals and North Adelaide right now, Regs, is 0. 0.51 of a percent. For those out there who wonder how much that is, it's about 10 points difference. So that will only come into play if they both lose. Or both, yeah, effectively, yep. because, because if, if they both, both win, win, they'll go past. They'll Port Adelaide. both jump past Port Adelaide. So yep. they, that's exactly right. So Port Adelaide play Central Districts this weekend. Out yep. at Ex Convenience Oval. So if Port are too good for the Dogs, then they will be checking the North Adelaide Sturt game to see what the results is there. And this is where it's oh, it's going to be so incredible this weekend to watch as a fan and see what's happening because they both play at 2:10 on the weekend. So the way this might work is. Paul could be five goals up in the last quarter against Central's and Sturt could be three goals up against North Adelaide in the last quarter. Just say 20 minutes into the last term, both teams will be checking the results, going, hey, we don't actually need a win. We just can't concede another goal and we're in. It could be 25 players behind the ball, which is not bad when you're only allowed 18 on the field. The thing is, and because games, they start at the same time, but they will finish at different times. Because Mm. of time on, because of scores that have actually been kicked in different games, we might have one of the games finish and the other game with three or four minutes to go and a team sitting there going, as it stands right now, if we, we can need see goal. one more goal mm. or we score one more goal, we're either in or out, and they might be seven goals down in the game. It's well, actually staggering the way this has been set up to finish the season. And so for Port Adelaide Centrals and North Adelaide fans, uh, it is going to be an encapsulating day on Saturday.
1: Can't wait for it. We'll get to it uh, a little bit later on, of course. Uh, later on in the program, I'm going to talk to Twig Rawlings, who's... Nord side this year, the, uh, the reigning premiers still for at least another month, but uh, they've had uh, a topsy-turvy year and one where, I guess, football, um, towards the back end of it, I guess, has almost become secondary, hasn't it, really, uh, for the the members of the Nord Footy Club. But uh, we'll talk to Twig about the season that was and what they're hoping to get out of the last game. We'll also catch up with Luke Beacon, as we mentioned before, from the Eagles, who will be doing something similar this week, uh, trying to finish off strong and prepare for next year and maybe send out... Uh, their coach on a win. But uh, let's have a look now at uh, the things that you did like, to f- uh, just for doing something a little different. What did you like this week?
2: Yes, what I like this week was that we talk about the evenness of the sample competition well, and you mentioned that the last time there was a draw, two draws in a round Chase was 1958 I'd like to know when this happened the last time and that is this statistic no team outside of the top 5 on the weekend lost which wow. is rather incredible it's almost impossible to do because if there's no draws in the games then it means that the bottom 5 all need to beat the top 5 so I'm not sure it's ever happened that so effectively West Adelaide Norwood South Adelaide the Eagles and Centrals all started last round in the bottom 5 None of those teams lost on the weekend. How about that? That is incredible. It's great. It shows how good this competition is that we play in. And, uh, yeah, a nice little statistic for you there, too. It is. That's a, well, that's a very tight stat. Dan Menzer working
1: beautifully today. But uh, it does show you exactly what's happening in the Sanford Host Plus competition this year where we've got some very, very good sides who aren't playing in the finals. And we've got some teams who've been at the bottom now for a little while, West Adelaide, uh, and they're coming through. Uh, Central District coming through in the top four, uh, top five now as we speak. So um, when you've got teams sort of coming back to the pack and teams rising, that's where you get a season like this. I think it's exciting for everyone watching. Uh, let's have a look at what you didn't like.
2: What I didn't like was if you were a West Adelaide fan and also a Crows fan on the weekend, then it was not a great Saturday afternoon and night for you. You would have thought that both of your teams won the game, only to be confused. Now, if you didn't see what happened in the West adelaide Norwood game, at the 26-minute mark of the last term, Norwood kicked it behind to put them up by points. However, the scoreboard operator didn't put that on the scoreboard. So what it meant was the scoreboard remained even. West Adelaide then moved the ball down the ground. Luke Redfern took a mark, and the siren went. So... People thought any score would win. He's 40 metres out. We look up at the scoreboard and the scores are level. He had a shot from just inside 50 and missed and only for so much confusion to set in. And players going, hang on, did West just win? Is it a draw? What's the result? Did it actually clear the line? There was a lot of different chat out there. The players picked it up pretty quickly and everyone then realised that, okay, the score hadn't been updated and ended in a draw. So if you're a West Adelaide fan, you watch that thinking, we've won the game because the scoreboard hasn't been updated didn't happen. Then you might have gone to Adelaide over to watch the Crows. We've won the game, and then that happened. So if you're a West Adelaide and a Crows fan, I feel sorry for you about the weekend's events.
1: Wow. How about that? Uh, Westies, red, black, red and black. Um, There was a lot of uh, goings-on on on the weekend, and that just summed up maybe your season. Uh, You've had your foot on the till a few times this year at West Adelaide, just couldn't quite get over the line.
2: Even when you have, if yeah, that
1: makes sense. It
2: does. And uh, what it did do, though, is it meant that uh, on paper, looking at it statistically, Adam Hartlett's West Adelaide team has performed better than they did last season. And we, we already knew that anyway with the amount of growth they've had. And the list, they lost so many in the end of last year with Logan Hill, Tom Keogh, Caden Brand hasn't played. There's a number of more players. So for them to win more games or at least um, get to a better position than last year, what well on to that footy club. And, Chase, uh, I think we'll finish up before we get to our guests on the five games with big ramifications that we mentioned a few weeks ago.
1: Let's look at that. So, we've got massive ramifications for
2: games and. We need to have a look at that. Uh, You're right. So take it away, men. Yeah, we had five games leading into the last three rounds that would be huge on the result of the ladder at the end of the season. Round 16, it was Central's and Stur, and Port and Glenelg. Both of those games finished in under 10 points. Last weekend, it was North versus Central's. That finished in two points. So all three games so far have been really close, really tight. The last two games that we had is Central's taking on Port Adelaide this week. Whoever wins is in. Whoever loses will be checking to see the other result. And North takes on Sturt. North must win or lose by less than Central's does to be able to get into the final. So the five big games so far have lived up to it with four points, nine points and two points separating them. Let's see what happens this weekend between Central's and Port Adelaide and North Adelaide and Sturt to decide the top five.
1: Wow. It's going to be a big finish for the Host Plus Sandful season and we're going to come back in a moment and have a chat about... Well, we're with a couple of gentlemen whose seasons are coming to an end. We're going to start off by chatting with Luke Beacon from the Woodville West Torrens Football Club, who's had an outstanding season himself. His club, maybe not so much, but we'll catch up with Luke next here on The Sandful Show.
2: When the big moments in sport happen, you can
1: count on SEN to be there. Aaron Moy follows up. Yes! Yes! Yes!
3: Yes! Australia! For the first time since 2006, Australia are into the World
1: Cup knockout phase. A team that has embodied the Aussie spirit. The big moments in sport, 24-7. Your home of sport, SEN. On SENSA, welcome to the Sandful Show.
0: Fierce rivalries. Nothing beats the Host Plus Sandful League.
1: Yes, we are back here live from Studio Lumo. Host by Sample League, nothing beats it. Dan Menzel, Jason Regan with you, Dan. Our next guest is someone you've
2: played quite a bit of footy with. I actually ran into him at the uh, shops last night too, just by chance. It worked nice. out very nicely.
1: Let's have a look at uh, the work of Luke Beacon, who joins us on the line. Luke, welcome to the Sample Show. Great to have you on, mate. Ah, thank you.
2: Thanks for having me. Now, Beaks, uh, let's get into the weekend's result. One of the bigger upsets of the season, we know how well Glenelg's been going, but um, for the Eagles to come out and play so well and kick 100 points on the weekend, you must have been wrapped with the talent that's been going out there on the park every week and uh, coming up with a huge win this weekend.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think it's, uh, we've probably owed ourselves a good win like that for a while. We've had a few close ones, um, which we've you know lost, unfortunately, but it was good to put in a good four. Four-quarter effort, um, they came back strong in the second quarter and I thought the way we bounced back after half halftime, which has probably been um, throughout the year where we probably fell down a little bit, uh, Come out up half-time, played well and, yeah, just played a good team brand of footy. And it was, yeah, a lot of fun out there.
2: Yeah, it certainly would have been because it's the first time the Eagles have kicked a hundred points since the twenty twenty one grand final year. So, it's uh, it's an uh, interesting to statistic that one to kick one hundred and four points on the back of only thirty eight inside fifties. Uh, it must have been one of the more enjoyable games to play in.
0: Yeah, that's a uh, that's a start, didn't know that's uh that's quite impressive. Um, yeah, absolutely. It was, yeah, as I was saying, it was a lot of fun to be out there. I think some of the makings of these younger blokes that are coming through. Um, I guess just speak, you know, in the AFL world, they say you've got to get, like, games with these kids. And okay. I think the work of Kate Herbert, Adam DeLoya, Max Beatty, all these players, they come, you know, le- leaps and bounds this year. So it's good to finally get it all going together. And, yeah, now playing a good team footy, which is good.
1: Look, I'm glad you mentioned that because the future is bright down there at Oval Avenue. And you mentioned Adam DeLoya, who was expected to perhaps go in the draft last year. Didn't. Would have been disappointed with that, but... Has certainly had uh, a great season at Woodville West Torrens. Would have to be top three and the best and fairest, I would have thought.
0: Yeah, I, I wouldn't see why he's not there, that's for sure. Um, I personally think he was a bit hard done by with the, with the drafting stuff, but I guess it's one of those things out of his control, unfortunately, uh, on draft night and his attitude since then has been amazing. Uh, I think it was that night he didn't get picked up in the rookie draft. He was back out training, working hard, and, um, hasn't, you know, hasn't looked back from there. He keeps going, keeps improving, which is which is amazing.
2: Luke, Max Speed is one of the other real highlights and standouts from this season. Come over, obviously, at the end of last year and uh, his consistency this year has been incredible and I think he's taken a few by surprise as well by how much he's rose to that level.
0: Yeah, he's another one. Again, he sort of came over and I guess as someone from interstate, you're probably a little bit worried about what's going to happen. He just came over. I think it was the first training session he had. He was running with Puds up the front, so... Um, yeah, he's been amazing this year. His work ethic, and to think he's only 19 as well is, is pretty crazy because, yeah, get a few more pre into him, he's, he's going to be a scary, scary player.
2: He will. Now, I want to touch on your season and your role in particular. You've played a lot of footy at half back, but it's had a bit of a taste in the midfield this season. So for you, do you prefer the role at back? Are you enjoying running through the midfield? What does it look like moving forward for yourself?
0: Yeah, I've had a little bit of a spin in the midfield for a week or two. Um, for me, yeah, it was a good learning curve. Obviously, not my preferred position at the moment, but I guess going into a few years' time, you just never know what's going to happen. But at the moment, for me, it's, yeah, probably starting at half back. That's probably where I feel comfortable. It's where I feel like I can sort of play my best footy. Um, speaking with shades, it's sort of being able to see the whole field in front of me and seeing how it's all playing out. Um, as you'd know, men's, it's sort of give me the ability to run and carry, get overlap handles and stuff like that, so... At the moment, it's probably half-back, which is where I'm preferring to play for sure. Obviously, you're at half-back. Um,
1: It kind of suits what has been the Eagles' game style as well, that slingshot style off of the the half-back line, uh, running, carry into space and then shoot it long forward. But um, over time, that could change with a new coach. Um, And one thing that the Eagles have struggled with in the last couple of years is probably some outside run um, around stoppage. Uh, Is that why you were injected into the midfield to have a look?
0: Yes, in a way. Um, she just wanted to have a look at a few things. Obviously, we weren't doing too great. You wanted to have a look at it. Um, yeah, I sort of, I was in there on a wet, rainy day down at Eagles. The middle was ruined, so I was getting pushed around by a few of the bigger poor boys. But um, no, it was definitely a great experience and something that I guess going into next preseason I can work on and hopefully get into my game. As long as you weren't
1: trying to uh, run with someone, we don't need you to be turned into a tag or a run <laughs> with. Sort of. We can't. We nah, can't be nah. having that. De-
2: we de- can't be having that.
0: Definitely wasn't doing that. No, <laughs>
2: Beeks ain't doing that. You're too good for that. Now, <laughs> um, Beeks, you're, you're 22 years of age. You're, you've taken on a bit of a leadership role at the club this year. How have you enjoyed the step up and the responsibility?
0: Yeah, I've loved it. Um, speaking shade, to, like you know, the past few years, he said he sees me as a leader, um, and I sort of feel like. Throughout the junior years, that's sort of what I've been as well. Um, so it's been good this year to to learn from a few of the older boys. USA's men's Tom Chalks on or Sam Rowland, Riley Knight, Jesse Lundgren. Um Yeah, it's been really good to learn from you older boys, and um, yeah, I guess it's just going to help me out over the next few years. But then also just build relationships with, um, yeah, I guess more players around the club, which has been good.
1: Luke, um, how far away do you think you are from being able to regenerate at the Eagles? I mean, you, you'll have a new coach next year, so I guess it's a tough question to ask uh, to answer. But do you know how many of the older crew are going to hang around? Um, is there going to be a, a whole heap of new uh, young Eagles coming through at the same time? Um, have you had any discussions together as a group about what sort of recruits you might be looking for? I, I guess uh, what I'm asking is, whereabouts do you think you are at as a group?
0: Yeah, it's a good question. I... Like in all honesty, like we probably haven't had a great season this year, but you know, we're once we're one game out of finals I at the moment, maybe two. I don't think we have to do too much to the list. I think at the start of the year you're playing all these young blokes that don't have much experience and you look at them now at the end of the year, you're Max beating like I said before, Adam Deloya, like another whole pre season, they're just gonna get better. Um, from what I've heard there's a lot of the older boys signing on as well, which is gonna be great. So in terms of like playing finals and pushing for finals, I don't think it's that far away. Like, you know, we've probably missed uh, a few games this year we've lost by playing three quarters, not four. I think there was a stat when we played Sturt a few weeks ago that we have actually won more quarters than Sturt. Um, but obviously ladder position said otherwise. So I don't think we're too far away. We've just got to, you know, keep playing together, keep trusting the process all that. And, um uh, yeah, I think it'll come quicker than what some people might think.
2: No, you're definitely right, Beaks. It does turn very quickly in the sandfall and it will for the Woodville West Torrens. Now, we've loved having you on Talking Footy, but the main reason I wanted to get you on here is to plug Rightway Golf and to uh, mention <laughs> your glo- golf clothing brand. Uh, so just tell us a little bit about it, how'd you start it, how long it's been going for, and uh, where can you find it?
0: Yeah, Rightway Golf can be found on uh, Instagram, Facebook, all that. Um yeah, started at the start of this year officially, um, but yeah, I guess the process of it all starting was throughout last year, just wanting to have something on in the background. Um, as you would know, men's, I took a few months off work last year to focus on footy, and I guess I found a lot of time for that then. Um, so yeah, got a new shirt coming out tomorrow night, actually, a Ooh, nice little sky blue shirt. So, um, yeah, it'll be... A uh, sky blue number, drop. you said. I like it. Yeah. Got sky blue changed it up had a had a salmon color uh, a few or well, two months ago maybe and now I've gone the sky blue so yeah that's right away golf um for all your apparel needs uh
2: where's your um where's your go to course speaks in in adelaide what's one that you love playing at, and where's your regular
0: uh, my regular is probably like west beach I'm not a member anywhere but yeah uh, unfortunately, but, yes, yeah, so just a regular down at West Beach. But I've been of trying to get out to a few different courses, like going out to Ditch Nunders, sand Creek. Yeah, good. Uh, and all that. So hopefully now with a bit more time with no footy towards the end of the year, hopefully try and get out and play a bit more of the, the better public courses a little bit further away and, and make a day of it. Nice work, mate. Well,
1: uh, enjoy. Get out and play some golf. Uh, that salmon number looks outstanding. Uh, whack that on. And uh, we'll catch up with you again in the future here on The Sandful Show. Now beautiful. Thank you
0: very much for having me. Fierce rivalries. Nothing beats the Host Plus Sanford League.
1: Indeed, nothing beats the Host Plus Sanford League, especially when we get two draws in the same weekend, although I'm not sure our next guest will all entirely agree with me, Men's, so, uh, He was on the receiving end of one of them, It come-from-behind draw, so to speak, at High Sense Stadium. And, uh... I think it's time to bring in Twig Rawlings, Jade Rawlings, the senior coach of the Norwood Footy Club. G'day, mate. How
2: are you?
3: Morning, Phil. Hello, Thanks.
2: Now, Twig, uh, draw on the weekend, was that your first as a senior coach?
3: Yeah, we had a few after the sirens over the years. I'm pretty sure it was the first draw. I'm trying to go back to 2008 so 9, but it's certainly the first one since I've been in Australia.
2: And just the the feeling around it. I mean, everyone who sort of plays in one mentions that it just it's almost feels like a loss. But yeah, how how was it for you?
3: Uh, when you're 35 points up in a game, you feel like you've probably let something slip, and yeah, they end up having a shot after the siren from 40 metres out to win it and go through for a, for a point. So uh, yeah, it was yeah, not, not the most enjoyable feeling we've ever had the footy. But uh, yeah, I've, I've just got a lot of admiration for our players that you know that Last few weeks that we've been ahead of the game, so I was prepared to put it out there and not wait until the end to try and rattle home. It's just that so we haven't been able to close games out at the
1: level that is required in this competition. Mate, I think uh, the entire competition's got a lot of admiration for your players at the moment with um, what you've had to go through. Uh, it's well documented. I don't necessarily want to uh, bring it up again, but how have you been going and how have you been able to navigate through what's been a tough time for your footy club? Probably for you personally as well, I'd imagine, mate. How are you holding up?
3: It's just been a very challenging period and to try and retain a level of normality in what's been pretty tragic circumstances and um, yeah, upsetting and sad time. The group have been incredible, the club and the players. have done a great job to you know, process the reality of not having Nick around anymore and um, yeah, to have a, have a service before a game South Adelaide and then to have his funeral the week after and still try and keep training and keep on the ball for four years a unique set of circumstances that I hope that we don't have to go through again and I hope anyone else in this competition doesn't have to be subjected to It's, it's certainly something in my time over I've don't have the experience in how to best handle and manage but what we have done as a footy club is, is stay united and support each other and all the things that you would hope that would happen in these times have, have been prevalent and um, yeah it's, it's going to be a good time for everyone just to cleanse themselves I think once the season's done just to you know, recalibrate and yeah, try and process where they're at living because the, the cycle of grief is anyone who's been through it there's no manuscript as to when people are going to feel what feelings and just being ready about it help people when they need it. it's been the most important thing we have to be across at the moment
1: You felt like the the competition in general other clubs, the sample itself have wrapped their arms around you because I know it's, it's certainly been, speaking to people around the competition, it's, it's certainly been your welfare, the welfare of your players and yourself and everyone involved at the Nord Footy Club has certainly been in the forefront of everybody's minds.
3: Yeah, and that's been felt by our club. The you know, support has been, as, as we provide generally in the industry, that we've watched competing and flying in for success and want to have one over each other, but generally the support is pretty consistent and strong and, and people often and generally with all due respect. there's not too much they can do given the circumstances, but the gesturing and the effort to make contact has been appreciated by people within our club and, and amongst the players and staff. So, um, yes, yeah, um, it, it hasn't been uh, lost on us to see uh, how much care has been shown towards us and it's been um, very well received.
2: No, really well put, Twig. And uh, I just want to touch on your second half of the season. Five wins from the past nine games. must be pleasing. It shows that your, your best footy is definitely good enough against anyone in this competition.
3: Yeah, well, we've felt since round four we've been in a winning position on every game and uh, whilst trying to patch our team together at certain stages because of availability and, and certain injuries for in players, and trying to get that chemistry and conditioning on the run is always hard. So we've been messed up the start of the season, and uh, yeah, it's always been hard to come back from, but yeah, you know, within those three losses, so we, we played Eagles and probably were ahead of the game in the third quarter and couldn't close it out, we, had a, we were in front, had a chance to be in front, a couple coming to us to go against North Adelaide at prospect and couldn't get it over the line, and then Elg we were a goal down at the start of the last, and we ended up losing the four, I think, So, and then the draw in the weekend, so I've, I've been incredibly proud of our players, they've been able to maintain a level of competitiveness, and whilst we haven't been able to, for the full year, play to our full capacity has been patches of what we're capable of and, um, yeah, I'm pleased that the competitiveness has been retained right throughout the season.
1: I mean, we can go back, Uh, you said you messed up the start of the season, and I mean, eight consecutive losses will do that, but it didn't. Not not too many of those games got away from you either. I mean, if you if you've been able to get to the halfway mark of the season, say with three wins, under of you, but uh, I, I still think could have done a lot of damage come finals time. So it's just the nature of this competition. Uh, competition at the moment, Twig. it's as even as it's ever been.
3: I will just say, when you win one, that how hard it is to go and do it again, which is mm. why what Eagles did recently is uh, full of merit because it is incredibly hard, and we we weren't ready for the start of. The year. I was worried in December where we were going to be at because of the amount of players that weren't able to train and, and that we played some seasons at the start of the year that were fit as fiddles and ready to roll and then you lose a bit of confidence and belief and, and so yeah, we touched that a fair bit and yeah, it, was, it was interesting how, how big people drop off and uh, after what we got done last year how quickly people are to uh, lose sight of the bigger picture but anyway the, the group is out of the focus and we keep, keep saying stick to what's uh, been put to them despite being 0-8 and, and still find a way to have a competitive season
2: and so one of those players that you've mentioned that has unfortunately missed a chunk of the season, but it's great to see him back in, is Jackson Callow, and just his impact on the group. And at this level, he just seems to have such a presence out in the field and play so well at this level.
3: Yeah, he does, man. And you're across the competition very well, and you've been able to say over the recent times that when you've got a p key forward who can have around 20 possessions, eight or two marks and a couple of goals, and a couple of score assists a game, it does... Generally help him become a better team, but he's just a high quality person and, and a high level competitor. So, yeah, it's unfortunate he came to a sort of busted ankle in his last game playing Box Hill last year on Hawthorne's list, and wasn't able to quite able to get a full rehab that got him back to 100%, which is unfortunate. He needed surgery again. And but he's played three games for us this year, and um, yeah, we're obviously very bullish and excited about what he can be moving forward. But I love his drive to want to still give to the group and to the club at the back end of the year in the season is arguably gone. Uh, it shows his commitment to us and what sort of competitor and person
2: he is. Yeah, it certainly does. And, hey, the other one I want to ask you about is when we had you on earlier in the season, we talked about the challenges as a coach and, and what comes up. And you mentioned Michael Voss and you mentioned the pressure there that he's under and that the media and the scrutiny is not, maybe not necessarily warranted. Um, are you sitting there now watching that situation unfold and just <laughs> laughing?
3: I'm oh, not. I just did then, but it's interesting. It's just, uh, people are so quick to jump into the negative and just want to go after a coach who did a good job last year. They got it wrong in the last couple of rounds last year, which the, the, you have a whole summer to reflect on. But he stayed the course. He got his leaders. From what you can see, got his leaders absolutely on message, and, and the, the group had a new level for themselves. And it's been nothing but enjoyable to watch. Like I, I see the comparisons of, say, Nestle and being compared to what are doing on field at the moment, and they've changed the. A narrative and rhetoric around the mid nine weeks, and I'm just really pleased for Paul Vossie and Carlton. I was bullish on Carlton at the start of the year, so you do feel somewhat vindicated. But the the ups and downs of of the season, and how you keep your group on course and on message, and how you remain stable as a club, which Carlton stayed it's a great example of strong leadership, what it can
2: do. So, week before we let you go, it's been a massive 18 months, effectively, for you with the Premiership last year and then this season. Are you going to have much of a break after this week's game? Are you going to be able to get away, refresh, recharge? What's the plan look like over the next couple of months
3: for you? Uh, the job doesn't stop. Uh, but, yeah, I would probably feel that down tools for a little bit would be helpful. I've, um, yeah, it's the, the need to plan and, and recruit and all those things that this position has a pretty heavy investment in that part. So, um, but I'm looking forward to ensure all those emerge. My partner for teacher and uh, about to try and, yeah, have a, actually have a family getaway. We haven't probably had that for various reasons over the last few years. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to just be a, a bit idle for a little bit, but, um, yeah, it's never far away from day-to-day life but when you sign up for this job, which I 100%, um, point to. And, and, Except, but yeah, I think just
1: a little bit of downtime will be helpful and much needed. Absolutely, mate. Uh, I think it's well earned. So, fingers crossed you get to put your feet up for a little bit at the very least. Thanks for being uh, with us again here on the Sandful Show being available like you have this year. Um, Not only uh, have your club uh, got a premiership from last year uh, to reflect back on, but you've got plenty to be proud of for what has been a tough uh, 2023 for your footy club as well, mate. So, thanks for joining us again throughout the year and uh, enjoy putting your feet up for a little bit.
3: No, good on you boys, and I appreciate your sensitivity and understanding around the big situation. You asked me to speak week last week, and I probably didn't feel like it was quite right, so I appreciate your support and understanding.
1: Oh, Absolutely, mate. It's uh, great to have you on, and uh, all the best. Thanks, Tweek. The Sandful Show.
0: Fierce rivalries. Nothing beats the Host Plus Sandful League.
1: Loving the Sandful League season this year. Host Plus, proud supporters of it. Dan Menzel was a proud supporter of it as well. He's alongside of me for the Sandful show today. And before we get to uh, a very important part of the show, Your Power
2: Rankings, we've got some details from the Sandful about what has basically been coined Super Saturday. Yes, it is. Sandful Super Saturday. This weekend, uh, their Instagram story is live right now on the website. If you'd like to check that out and find out a bit more information, there is a $3,500 grand final package to be won for fans who attend games this Saturday and scan a QR code inside the ground so get along to the ground make sure you get that qr code and scan that for your chance to win that three and a half grand grand final package get around that that is uh, nice
1: if you're like me a south adelaide supporter and won't have a dog in the fight come sample final season uh, well you just could get along and enjoy that package i would have thought dan you definitely
2: can but let's uh, let's see where south adelaide are on the power rankings
1: beautifully.
2: Power rankings time. It My favourite time of the week. It is, and it is West Adelaide at number 10. They stay at number 10. Adam Hartler, with the three and a half wins now, is more successful than last year. So this year you have to put it down as a success, even though they are the 10th ranked team. I know it's on the sacrilege
1: baronets. to interrupt you during the power rankings, but I have to ask this question
2: Had they won against Norwood? Would they have gone up a spot at all? No, they wouldn't have because they'd go. still be on the bottom of the table. Fair enough. At number nine, it is South Adelaide. They've moved down a spot. They took it up to Port Adelaide on the weekend with a draw and finished with Glenelg away. So it's likely they'll finish with a five wins, one draw, 12 loss record, which you have to put down, particularly yourself, Jace, as a South supporter, as a disappointing season. Par for the course. At number eight, it's Eagles moving up a spot. They had a huge win over Glenelg. I love the attacking nature that the Eagles played with. It's the first time we spoke with Luke Beacon, and I mentioned this to him, that first time in two years they've kicked over 100 points. In that grand final year of 2021, they kicked over 100 points five times throughout the season. Wow. This is the first time they've done it since then. So it's been a lacking offense since then, and it's good to see that on the weekend. And they got, got it done against the number one team in the comp at the moment on the ladder. At number seven, it is Norwood. They are stay at number seven. A disappointing draw, but um, now undefeated in their past three games, I think they'll be pleased with how their form has been over the last month, which is basically what Twig spoke about when we chatted to him just prior. Yep, absolutely. Then we get to, well, those that are still alive in the competition, who is ranked where? Yeah, I've moved North Adelaide down to number six. Now, they had no Spina, Young and Coombe on the weekend, which proved potentially the difference. It was costly. But it is still in their hands with those three potentially back against Sturt this weekend. They still have a real chance to make the finals. I
1: don't know that this has ever been the case where you could be outside of the top five in the last round of the season...
2: Possibility is you could lose and still get in. It's actually Unbelievable. It's rather incredible. And we mentioned it earlier, if you're not sure what we're talking about, is that North Adelaide lose by ten points and Centrals lose to Port Adelaide by say twenty or more points, North Adelaide then jumps in, which is incredible. And Centrals is that team at number five. They've moved up to number five with that two point win away from home. So, they have a massive game against Port Adelaide this weekend, who are our number four ranked team. They stay at number four. Some missed opportunities on the weekend against South would have uh, basically guaranteed their final spot, but now they are vulnerable if they lose to the dogs away this weekend.
1: They are. Now, the top three in the order you've got them in is very interesting for
2: me. The Crows keep winning. Glenelg had a loss. Has it changed anything in the top three? Well, Sturt stay at number three. They are, without a doubt, alone in this bracket. They are above the top four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, but they are, for mine, definitely below one and two. So they rest comfortably in this position here, and that means that at number two, it is Glenelg. They stay at number two. It was a poor loss to the Eagles. Liam McBean was out, and potentially they needed a loss. They needed that sharpen up, and... Uh, They have South at home this weekend that they need to win to ensure they win and sew up that minor premiership, which means that at number one, it's the Adelaide Football Club, six wins in a row, Jay. So that is impressive. But what's more impressive is they did it on the weekend against Sturt with only 11 AFL-listed players, which tells me that they can definitely win the flag this year. Absolutely,
1: because it's not always the case. Uh, If you get down to that 50% AFL-listed, 50% not, for uh, Adelaide and Port Adelaide in the past, normally that's been uh, probably the, the mark where you think, yeah, we can get them. So uh, we'll see. Uh, obviously, the next-gen group that are coming through through that bracket and, and what they're doing around the Sample team, uh, the Adelaide Crows, seems to be working. But let's have a look at the matchups for this week. Obviously, we know... Two of your five games, that we spoke this, about this on this show three weeks ago, the uh, the top five games are going to shape the finals. Two of them are in this round.
2: Yeah, they are. Huge ramifications and there's still many permutations that can happen with this round, which I love and we love to see. The first game on Sample Super Saturday is the Eagles taking on West Adelaide. Uh, look, we've mentioned both sides in some good form on the weekend. I think the Eagles at home will probably be too strong and finish the year really well. Central's take on Port Adelaide at S. convenience Oval. That is the key there. It is at Elizabeth. It's not at Alberton, So, which you would think then gives the Dogs a favour. Be interesting to see which Port players are in from the AFL. I think this is going to come down to less than a goal. Uh, can the Dogs get it done? What do you think? Oh, I think they can. I think they can beat Port Adelaide, particularly on their home deck. Yep. Um, we know the difference between Albert and an ex-convenience oval is, well, about as two different a grounds as you can get. Massive, and so I believe they can as well. Glenelg takes on South Adelaide at Strata Rama Stadium. I think Glenelg will get back to their winning ways, and they'll want to as well because if they win this game, they win the minor premiership, they get a week off. So for the Glenelg players this week, let's have a really good solid hit out because we've got a week off coming. That'll be too good. North Adelaide takes on Sturt at Prospect Oval. I think with those inclusions, with what they have to play for, North Adelaide, will win this game.
1: If they don't, if uh, the Roosters
2: get done here, it's possible that last year's grand finalists will both miss. Yeah, which would be uh, rather incredible. Again, the time management and the game management in this game will be very interesting to watch for, as it will in the Central's and Port game, which we've touched on. And the last game of the round is Norwood taking on Adelaide at Cooper Stadium. Norwood been in some really good form, but how can you tip against Adelaide? They won six on the trot. They win again here. They're a chance to win the modern premiership. They will be too strong in this game.
1: You would think so. Uh, it's a Super Saturday shotgun start, 10 pm across the competition. That's when it'll start. We don't know when it'll finish, though, and that will be the key for a
2: couple of these clubs. Can't wait to join you next week, Jason, on the Sample Show and break down what will be a massive last round of fixtures and have a look at the upcoming final series. Enjoy the weekend,
1: men's, and enjoy your weekend out there as well. This has been The Sample Show. Uh, We'll be back again next week.